Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Going Out, Looking In, the podcast about the big questions of life, personal growth and spirituality. My name is Maxi and I have a very cool, chilled, laid back, authentic, honest conversation with you today. I'm speaking with David Ramirez. David is one of my favorite singer-songwriters in the world from Austin, Texas in the United States and he has been accompanying me on my musical as well as personal journey for numerous years. I remember sitting in my mom's basement in 2016, 15, 16 playing his songs. I remember sitting in my student dorm room during my bachelor's, learning his songs, singing along, busking in the streets of Berlin, in Mauer Park. Uh, I remember concerts uh, I have hosted in at uni where always I basically played songs of his, Argue With Heaven, for all people who remember that was always the last final song. And so, his music is just always had some sort of like an anchor his concert in fort worth live is one of my favorite concerts ever taped and recorded the vulnerability the authenticity and integrity that is in david's work and in his writing is unparalleled really it's it's there's no filter really like you you you, you really hear and feel that what is going on within him at that time is always basically immediately translating to his music and i really appreciate that you know there's a lot of artists who are really only focused on how can i create this and that sort of effect on my audience and what do they want and what do they need but he's really like and you you'll get that also when you when you uh, listening and watching his shows that he's just really focused on being true to where he's at at this moment and um, I really I really appreciate that about him we touched on so many different topics from the early years when he started basically playing music and living in his car the hard times overcoming them um, really trying to make ends meet what that did for and with him we talked about vulnerability and authenticity when creating we talked about the relationship of suffering and creating and why that can be and maybe is important for artists hardship and so on we talked about the current state of the world we explored the relationship of religion and faith and belief and spirituality and what is currently basically going on for David, where he wants to go, what is alive within him. So it's a very tender, sweet, not too long, not too short kind of episode. And I really enjoy talking to him yeah isn't that awesome one of my favorite musicians and i can just talk to him <laughs> it's just awesome so thank you so much for joining and sticking around um, i wish you yeah much fun with this episode and david ramirez oh. 
How could I ever forget my first love? My first woman, first truth, first child from above. But why do I hang on to your pictures? Why have I not just thrown out that dress? Cause it kills me. But it kills me not to. It kills me to remember, oh, and it kills me to forget. So, mm, it's kind of a, a full circle moment for me, um, to be honest, David. I gotta, I gotta say that um, the podcast, you know, going out, looking in, started with me going out with my mobile recorder, and then I looked in, you know, what's alive within me, and I shared it with my audience. I shared it with my um, interview guests, and it's just like a very unique opportunity for me to. Um, reach out to people that I really find inspiring um, and f I find have something to say and who are doing somewhat of a different thing, uh, of a similar thing, you know. They also go out, they look in, and then they share that in whatever uh, way. And so when I brainstormed around people I could put on a show, um, I was just always, I had to think of you and your music um, been listening many years, more than 10 years, I think. And um, <laughs> when I started busking, man, you 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 were right right up there. Uh, I oh, didn't have any nice. of my own songs, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> it was shoeboxes. It was argue with heaven. It was forgiven. It was fire of time. It was all of those um, all of those really mellow singer songwriter tunes of yours that I really really love. Um, life in Fort Worth, dude, man, I must have listened a thousand times, probably a thousand oh, views nice. on YouTube are mine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and one little more anecdote before we get started is, um, I used to organize some gigs, uh, at my uni and, um, I did like some sort of like maxi and friends. So I was playing some tunes on my guitar and I had like some friends, come also on the on on the show and we were playing some tunes for quite quite a few quite a few people i mean it got bigger and bigger and i always closed down with argue with heaven and it was 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 the favorite of of everyone like they oh, loved that's it that's nice and your hope can hold on. 
So, that's nice to um, hear. Yeah. Well, that song, I, I imagine that song would work really well in a busking situation because uh, you got to play and sing pretty loud for people to hear you. So that works. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that. I used to uh, do that back in the day. Mm, busking. Oh, yeah. A lot of busking in the years 2000. Uh, 2007, 2008. Yeah. Mm, mm. That was when it when it all started, or was that was that even 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 earlier for you? Uh, I I was writing before that, and I had been playing shows before that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd lost my job in Nashville, and without really knowing what move to make next um i just knew i wanted to sing songs for people and uh i didn't really know how to go about doing that and i thought nashville would solve that problem but what i lacked was vision and i didn't know how to pursue uh, a career in music i just thought well if i move to nashville and then maybe play a couple songs at a couple bars then i'm clearly talented enough someone's gonna sign me you know within one month you know um I was just a very naive, egotistical individual and uh, that had no plan. So when I lost my job, I didn't really feel like hanging around Nashville. Mm. So I just sold what I could sell and then uh, lived in my car for about six months and just for the first time traveled the world or the country. And... Um, yeah, I played street corners or living rooms or open mics, whatever I could figure out. Mm. Yeah, it's funny that you um, st start going right there because I, in the preparation for the podcast, I was going back to also my first sort of memories I had of listening to your music where I was at in my life, um, which was basically the beginning of uni. Uh, I was on the brink of, I always had make was making music but I was always like sort of on the edge of like, do I want to really give it a shot, do it full time or not? I was always on that sort of, yeah, because I played drums as well and then started to pick up the guitar and um, you were just very, I don't know, you, I mean, also the songs that you've written and the interviews you gave at that time, uh, 2012, 13, 
were a lot about the uh, I remember that when you you were talking about living in the car trying to make ends meet uh, to um, just play whatever you can and I just really connected with that um, and I just felt it you know and I remember playing uh, what was that um, fires in the in the <laughs> in the basement of my mom's house and I sent it to you on Instagram um, <laughs> it was 2016 <laughs> oh wow yeah so um, so I don't know man it was really I, I felt the I felt that sort of I felt the pain and the heaviness of the situation for you um, I don't know that's what that's what I received so I now that I'm talking to you I would ask you like what what was that time like for you um, how did that in feel? 2008 yeah when you start yeah when you start really sort of go out and onto the road and you know it was living in the car yeah. it was the ultimate freedom I, I felt free I felt adventurous and like I was purposeful and intentional um, that's how I felt um, it, it, the reality of it outside of my body was was idiotic and chaotic and uh, irresponsible and um, <laughs> and I would never ever do it again <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad that I did and um, I look back at that at that time with a lot of love for myself and who I was um, yeah, I was I was connected um, with people and I was connected with the road and um, I was open and in a lot of ways I, I feel like I'm not as open as I as I was then and I I would like to get back to that mindset at some point in my life and um, but yeah it was it was beautiful and and like I said uh, stupid <laughs> and uh, uh, but I but I was free and I, mm. I'm sure I made my family worry a lot and uh, I know for a fact, but they would never tell me. They're, they're too supportive to make me feel like they were worried. Um, but I know them well and I'm sure my parents were stressed and worried and um, thinking that their, their kid had lost his mind. <clears throat> but, uh, and, and I definitely was, uh, my friends were a lot more vocal than my parents were, uh, and uh, and the reason I eventually settled down here in Austin, Texas, was because um, uh, a friend looked me in the face and said, "You look like you're about to die. Like you look bad." And uh, I said, "Well, I can't afford rent anywhere, so I'm just going to keep doing this." And he was kind and generous enough with his his house that he owned to uh, just allow me to live there for only 200 a month, which is unheard of. And, um, and that's when I, I got off the road, uh, as far as living in my car, got off the road. Yeah. But no, it was a beautiful time in my life. I think about it from time to time and I, it, it brings a smile on my face, but yeah, I would never do that again, but I would recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for going there. Um, it's yeah, yeah. 
and I mean, uh, you've written about it that, you know, as the audience, um, this is sort of like something that we can lean on as, as listeners and we can connect to that sort of vulnerability in that was quote unquote hard times. And the more I also talk to creators, creatives, um, I more and more find that suffering and, and overcoming adversity um, is for some can be part of part of the journey um, and can be sort of like the fuel for for creativity um, what would you say you think that's that's true that hardships fuel it yeah yeah um, sure I, 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 I agree I mean it, I, I find it uh, When we when we go through something um, tough or um, draining, that's when we want to talk about it. You know, when someone's having the best day of their lives, they're not really going into a coffee shop to meet a friend to be like, "Let me tell you all about it." They're just chill. But you know, mm. we 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 tend to open up more when when things are um, kind of a little wobbly and a and a little difficult. Um, and I, I find that to be true with the creative process as well. <clears throat> the challenge is, um, um, I mean, you fall in love with that vulnerability and you fall in love with that, um, that, that openness, that channel, that communication when you are going through a, a hard time and you sit down and you write or you paint or you sculpt or you play and, um, uh, the challenge is not becoming addicted to that hardship in order to create. The challenge is to be addicted to creating and and to find find a way to do it even in a healthy way and find a way to do it even when your life is positive and sweet and when you are in love. And um, that's, that's what I've found to be the big challenge. And <clears throat> uh, thankfully, I, I feel like I've, I've, I've reached that place where I can, I can go there, even when things are not, even when things are easy, and even when things are, you know, going well, because um, you know we lose a lot of people um, to that depression when uh, you feel like you cannot create unless you're sad, and you cannot mm -hmm. create unless you are heartbroken, and uh, it, it really perpetuates a very self-destructive uh, behavior, which leads to a self-destructive lifestyle. And um, yeah, but I, I, I do agree. Hardships definitely bring out a lot of feelings and we want to express them mm. for sure. Yeah. But let's express our feelings even when we are happy. <laughs> that is the challenge. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I mean, there are happy songs, you know, um, and, and there is, there is tunes I put on um, to to elevate a, a state of happiness, and that I want to connect with the happiness of of the artists. Also, when it that is coming from a sincere place, I think that's the sort of like common ground of all the the music that I love um, is just like sincerity. Um, 
across the whole spectrum of, you know, let it be sad or happy um, or contentment or wherever somebody's at. Um, but yeah, as, as long as it's coming from, from that place of authenticity and sincerity, um, that just does something to me. And, um, yeah, so basically, you know, uh, the, the suffering artist is just something that was coming up again and again in some conversations. And yet, as you say, it's not, it's not sustainable. And on the, on the, on the pain, you know, of, of so many people who then left way too early, um, so many people profited from, I know you've written about it. Um, and so I guess also something I wanted to explore a little bit with you, how the relationship to the industry and, and what's going on, um, with, with artists and artistry in general, um, has changed for you over the years. Um, I know you've, you've, <laughs> you've written some, some, <laughs> some songs about it. So, um, where are you at with that right now? Um, fuck them. <laughs> like I, uh, for the longest time I tried to chase down, uh, labels and, uh, industry folks and to back me and, to support me and, to you know, sign contracts with me. And, but I don't know, there's something about me that they just never seem to like. Um, and I, I do have this really great group of folks. I mean, I have a manager and an agent and they, they treat me like a million dollars and take care of me. But as far as like the label side, I, I work with this, <clears throat> this group out in Nashville called 30 Tigers. It's a very simple, you know, if I have a new album, I give them the first listen and then, um, they've been generous with their time, but it's not a, it's a distribution label. So they're not like full blown giving me, you know, putting my face in Times Square and things like this. Um, uh, and that used to really bother me and I used to be really bitter that no one wanted to sign me. And, uh, and I'm not sure why that never happened or hasn't still, but, uh, fuck them. I mean, I don't, I, I can't, I can't live or create or do this thing that I love so much, um, um, waiting around for, for someone to say, yes, we approve of you. And yes, you are worth this amount of money. And um, that bothered me when I was in my 20s and early 30s. <clears throat> but you know, I'll be 40 in August and uh, life is flying by, homie. <laughs> mm. it, it just gets faster and faster and uh, and God bless and hats off to anyone who has made that happen for themselves in their career. Um, I'm not saying the industry is bullshit. We all know the industry is bullshit. What I'm saying is I can't wait around knocking on people's doors left and right. Like, do you want me? Do you want me? Am I good enough? Am I good enough? And, you know, I'm not getting any younger and I want to enjoy, um, the rest of my life and uh so i don't know i i will with every record i will let people listen to it and to see if they are interested but mm. 10 years ago i was losing a lot of sleep over it and uh i'm not gonna lose any more sleep right over that yeah 
it's not it's not a sustainable uh, <laughs> practice at all to uh, to need someone to approve the the work that I make. The people who show up to my gigs and the who have for fifteen years um, have turned out to be the sweetest and uh, most generous people on the planet. Um, so as long as I get to keep kicking it with them, then life's not so bad. Mm. Yeah, I was just about to ask if that one goal of so many musicians out there, you know, uh, and that, that North Pole, that that pole star of, you know, um, of a landmark to hit, meaning, you know, getting signed, playing specific venue selling out something um or whatever it is for them um if that is not if that is basically you you get free from that and you get don't get attached to that um i i guess the question i i would ask you is um so what is what's your what's the goal right now for you uh when when picking up any when picking up the guitar sitting down on the piano um I mean, I I I still have bucket list things, you know. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to come across. <laughs> I, I don't want to come across like a a complete purist. I, I where it's all about the work. I I'm obsessed with the work for sure. But yeah, I'd love to play Saturday Night Live. Are you kidding me? Be fucking it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. to grab a drink tonight I know I know it's only Tuesday and you gotta work tomorrow who wants to come to my place after the bars close I know you got the kids you can't wake up hungover Time, I got nothing but time, time, I got nothing Second matinee today And the sun's still shining A park beneath some shade And I might just get a nap in Pop two Tylenol I'll give Jeremy a call And if he's busy I'll probably just Drive to Houston and 
But I, my 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 view has shifted. Where those those bucket list um, moments, venues, opportunities, uh, tactile things that you can touch and see and feel, um, those used to be the goal, and and now now the goal is to work to view those things like the cherry on top of the cake and not the cake itself. The cake has to be the work. That's, that's the joy, that's the real work because you can't really, you can't put a label on it. You can't give yourself an award. You, you write a song here in your house and you, you fucking lose your mind over this one tiny little sentence or line or word and then when you nail it you light a cigarette and you take a shot of tequila and you're like yes <laughs> and that's for you and that's the cake and that's what I want to pursue more um, the older I get is that moment it is so rewarding and special and sweet and personal affirming that you have not been wasting your time, but you have been paying attention and you have been listening um, to the universe, to yourself, uh, to the things around you. And, uh, and it, yes, if someone were to hand me a Grammy, that would be a beautiful cherry on top of the cake. But that cannot 
be the whole thing. It can't yeah. be. Um, terrible, terrible artists have won Grammys. So why the fuck would I want to wake up every day to 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 put myself in that category just to say I did it? If someone were to say, hey, your work, we recognize you, we see you, and here's this little trophy, hell yeah, that'd be sick. And I'd party and I'd rage. But uh, I can't wake up wanting that. Mm. I have to wake up wanting the work. Because the work is you and, you know, you. And anyone out there in the world who's creating on any level, in any capacity, you know yourself better. I mean, every time, every time you sit down to write a song, it's essentially looking yourself in the mirror and asking the million-dollar question, who am I and what do I believe? And when you get to sit down and ask yourself that every day and learn more and more about who you are and how you view the world around you, I'm, I mean, I'm over the moon. Well, the subline of this podcast is um, going out looking in um, a podcast about the big questions of life, personal growth and spirituality. So that first part you just touched on, <laughs> the big questions. <laughs> right on. So All right. So we're, we're off to a good start. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, man, you, you're just you're giving me the perfect segue. Um, no, but um, no, but I, okay. So I, I, would, I would be curious. So today you sit down, you ask yourself, All right, who are you and what do, I, what do you believe in? Um, where are you at with that right now? What would, we say, what would you say? Oh, well, I mean, you talking about God? Well, whatever <laughs> that is for you, I don't know, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, uh, <coughs> yeah, earlier this year in January, I almost threw in the towel. I was, I was pretty close. I had called my manager and, and my agent and said, um, I will fulfill the dates that are already on the calendar for this year, but don't book me anymore after that. Um, I don't want to do this anymore. And uh, when I went out in March with Dylan LeBlanc, something within my conversations with him and something about watching him play every night and every night him getting better than he was the night before. And the, and the types of people who are coming out to the shows, um, I, I fell in love with it again and it's been a very long time um it's been a very long time since i had fallen in love with it uh or been in love with it rather and uh i'm 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 not gonna quit <laughs> turns out <laughs> um so right now what do i believe in i i'm i'm trying desperately to believe in myself and um and um And be grateful for the 15 years I've had to stand behind a microphone and have people buy tickets and get babysitters and have the nervous moment where they ask someone out on a date and, and come spend time with me. And 
I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to stop being a part of people's lives in that capacity. Um, I think I owe it to myself. I think I owe it to my parents and, uh, not to just throw in the towel, but just to keep, keep going and find new ways mm. to love it. Mm. I so see what you, do I believe in? I believe in the work, uh, I believe in the capacity to be better and um and I want to kind of step up to that challenge. And right now, man, fuck, like everyone is so angry. I don't know what's going on. You're in Germany, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Here in the states, it, there's just I mean, we have it's a very diverse group of folks, you know. I mean, I don't think everyone's ever been on the same page. But right now it is it is just tough to get along with anyone right now. Everyone is so amped up and fired up about every tiny little belief that they have in their life, which great. You should be convicted about your beliefs. You should be passionate about your p opinions and where you stand. I don't think we need to move to apathy, but the inability to accept others right now is so incredibly overwhelming. You're afraid to open your fucking mouth in public because for fear of being just berated and it is dangerous over here right now and it is not fun. And so to have the opportunity for two to four hours, bring people together in the same room to be on the same page about one thing <laughs> for a brief moment of time, it's of peace of like, okay, we're here now and you're different and you're different. I accept everyone's differences. But right now we're all on the same page that we just wanna hear songs and we wanna hear stories and we wanna laugh and we wanna feel. Yes, let's do that. So. If I can give people that for just four hours of their whole week or month, then count me in. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful though, um, and it's very powerful. That's the that's the power of creativity and music and arts. Um, I guess there's there's few things few things in uh, in the world that can unify in that capacity, and for you to be the facilitator and the initiator of that kind of movement or that kind of dynamic for an evening, um, I imagine to be very fulfilling and yeah, um, something to some nourishing for, for when you're sitting down, when you're sitting down day after day after day in your room alone by yourself, um, that, that, is sort of like fueling you and giving you sort of like a reason, okay, not to throw the towel to keep going. Um, that's very, it's very beautiful and powerful. Um, but man, yeah, you don't gotta look only to the U.S. It's it's in the same here, man. It's same here. Um, there's a lot of rage, a lot of dissatisfaction, a lot of uh, anxiety and, and and general sort of stress um, and. Yeah, um, it may, but I have to say though, you know, 
it's two sides of one coin, you know. It's like on the one hand that leads to suffering and it leads to a lot of pain and a lot of um, yeah dark dark dynamics in a, in a society. But it also it makes the the free moments and the and the joy of people even brighter. I have the feeling so. Uh, when something's happening, you know, when people are then, you know, going out and they have like this, these experiences, I, uh, I am reminded of, of some part of humanity um, over and over again that I sometimes feel like I've, I haven't seen for, for years. But when I do, it's, it's so touching. And um, also where I'm at in my life to just invite more of those people on that frequency into my life brings so much um and enriches that because yeah i mean there will be people and folks who who live in that same pond of misery and self-pity and everything's bad and everything it's everyone's fault and um but yeah there are there are some bright lights out there and some some people who are still creating just like yourself man and oh who, yes who keep going you know yeah. oh yes of course i i, I by no means should anyone take my words as uh, this is too hard. And um, I mean, I, I say this at my shows that it is my understanding um, that times have been tough since the beginning of time. <laughs> and <laughs> this is just our moment to tough it out. Um, uh, if if you have if anyone has ever read any history book um, or religious book, um, no, it has been it has been dark since day one, um, and this is just our moment to go through the fire. And I believe that we will, and I believe I will. And yeah, I just I just wish we could go through the fire with a little more grace and a little more. Um, compassion for others around us. Um, that would mm. be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would, um, for sure. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, 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 th I feel like there's a very sort of um, bright energy um, and a big shift in consciousness happening, um, really. Like, people are asking... I feel like the right question. I mean, it might be also my bubble, but I feel like there's like a general sort of like higher level of awareness and sort of like a like a shift in terms of like, okay, what are what is serving us? What is serving me? Um, what is you know what is really what what is this all about? Like, is it really about making money, um, climbing up the career ladder? Is it is it really about that bigger house, bigger car? Um, and I feel like more and more people. Also, a lot of young people, um, they see, um, they look at it from a different different angle uh, and cherish um, a lot of um, quote-unquote small things. Um, and it gives me, gives me some hope, um, you know. Um, and, and I connect with some of, some of those people, you know, across the board, um, also on the, on the podcast here. And it's just what so young people are see, you seeing? Um, to find fellow humans who <laughs> believe in 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 the good, you know, and in sure. in 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 those kind of yeah, in the future of our planet, because yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm curious as to what young people you're around. Yeah, it might be sounds, only my bubble, but um, that it's sounds really great. <laughs> people who, um, you know, they drop out, they they don't really follow uh, the curriculum, um, and they they say, yeah, life's too short to keep playing the game. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah, I, I, uh, um, I, I, I hope that's so the case. <laughs> you see it differently, or you experience it differently in the in the states. I mean, to be fair, I'm not really around a lot of younger, younger folks. I, I wish, I wish that I had that kind of opportunity to, you know, have conversations with folks and and like they're you know, in their teenage years or early 20s to kind of see what the, to gauge what the temperature is. Um, I don't, I don't really know. I, all I really see is stuff on the internet and, um, um, mm. and uh, I don't, I don't get that vibe. <laughs> I get, I get the vibe of um, we are a social networking generation and we are going to capitalize on this thing and get very very rich and very very famous off doing very very little um just we figured out how an uh, an algorithm works and um and mm. and we got it so but obviously the internet is not the full spectrum of what's actually happening in the world but it's just a little snapshot but i don't yeah i don't really know I don't really know folks who are younger. Um, I should. Uh, you're yeah. making me think. I should probably uh, get involved in some kind of program where you know I can play music with with kids <laughs> and kind of see where the heartbeat is. You know. Mm -hmm. It's not a well, bad I thought. I Thank you um, for I for yeah for uh, inspiring <laughs> me to touch there. Yeah, I guess you know it's, it's the future, uh, and um, and yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's <laughs> you guess <laughs> it <laughs> is <laughs> literally the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just um, yeah, it might be also just only my bubble. Um, but yeah, there will always be two sides to the coin, and 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 I get that. You know, I see a a, a, a generation tied and glued to their smartphones. Um, who really like think in content? They 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 structure their whole existence around how to create content, whatever that. It's my least know. favorite word on the planet. <laughs> it is my Dude, least. Man, I so much resonate with that. <laughs> yeah, content and um, and the word connect. Both those <laughs> words I hate. Yeah, well, um, I had a friend. I had a friend uh, move out to Nashville a few years ago, and uh, we've been friends for a very, very long time. He says, and he says, uh, "Hey, next time." Uh, this is a few years ago now. He said, "Next time you're in Nashville, um, we should connect." And I said, "Oh God," I said, <laughs> "You know, you live in Nashville when uh, you change the word hang out to connect." Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> We're friends. Don't use the word connect to me. Don't. <laughs> or you will never see me again, you know? Yeah, let's connect and yeah. make some content. 
Get out of town. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll circle back on my on my outreach email and scan for the word connect and, and, and content <laughs> to make sure they're not in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the intention, you know, the intention and the impact, if, if, as long as they are aligned. And I think, you know, my, my intention is, is coming from a hopefully pure place and the music that you create is coming from a pure place and, and, and the impact you have on people showing up to your gigs. I think they'll, they'll recognize you for that. And, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, and no so, doubt. You know, no um, doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's so, the deal. I know, I know for a fact how to write a number one hit. I know how to do it. And I don't. I don't. I write what I want to write and I sing how I want to sing. And, uh, Writing a number one hit is not all that hard. And getting famous is not all that hard. Uh, I don't choose to be um, on the outskirts of society by any means, but I do choose to be me. And and um, that, that clearly being you as a full-blown individual is not the key to success, but uh, it is the key to um, uh, a very joyful existence so when you say look at my no face don't i look ride. don't i look joyful <laughs> <laughs> doesn't this face just exude joy <laughs> oh, well, come on know. kids be just like me <laughs> Yeah, back to back to what where we where we started a bit, you know. Um, it's about you know we 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 go through it, and and certainly, man, dude, I go through something as well right now. Um, you know, I, I told you, you know, parting ways with my partner, um, and 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 feeling into all of that. And when you say, you know, um, it's not a, it, it's not hard to write that number one hit. What is hard, um, what I'm getting and what I'm sensing from what you're saying is, it's hard to be yourself. And to be authentic to that and to yeah. stick to that. And um, and so I'm trying that as well with the art that I'm creating, basically with those conversations, for example, and not to shy away to go there when the conversation is going in that direction and not pulling any punches there um, mm. because that'll make people um, connect with what I'm doing. And um, Sometimes, you know, I listen back and I'm doing editing and stuff and I'm like, oh, dude, man, no, oof. really went, went for it, man. But um, but that's it. You know, that's those those are the risks worth taking. Um, and, you know, it's always the, the you know, there's the, the people who consume and then there's the people who produce. And, you know, if you're on the side of the ladder, um, I think, yeah, it's it comes it comes with a price and everybody can do it. And I think, you know, to acknowledge also artists and to see them and to say, dude, you in, in some shape or form, you really influenced and had a had a had a positive, awesome impact on my life. And I can say that for you, man, you did. You did that with your music and me um, and you're still doing that. So because on those lonely nights, on those summer nights, windows down, I'll be putting on that Fort Worth and concert and I'll be. I'll be jamming along to every single song and I know every single chord and mm -hmm. I just, I just feel into it, man. Um, That's really sweet. That's yeah. really sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, has to be said. Has to be said. I appreciate um, it. Yeah. 
sure. Um, so I guess um, something along those lines I wanted to also ask you is um, the uh, your current excitement. What uh, what what are you excited about? What what are you working on? Um, and how did it maybe change also um, from the albums and stuff that we just talked about? You know, the earlier albums and stuff um, to where you're at now. What uh, what's going on? I am. I'm writing again, which feels really great. Um, but I, it's it's in the very very baby steps. It's an infant right now. Um, I, uh, yeah, I started maybe a month ago. I, I took a little trip out to Alabama, this little cabin out in Waverly. Mm. Mm. And I'm trying to get back out there at the end of this month for a couple weeks to just isolate and be able to focus. Um, and yeah, and do the work. Uh, I don't know necessarily what the vibe is or how it's going to sound what i do know for a fact is um i want to gift myself for my 40th birthday uh a very adult record and so i know that i want to work with strings and i know i want to work with horns on this mm. album and beautiful and yeah. and i have i have three songs that i really love right now um but i'm trying to get Trying to get 15 or so and then, you know, demo them out and see which ones really, you know, make me feel something. And then um, and then hopefully choose, you know, 10 or 12 of those and, uh, to, to make the album. But uh, but that's what I'm working on right now. Um, I got a lot of tours coming up this summer that I'm excited for. Um, like three festivals up in Scandinavia in June. Those are going to be awesome. Um, they're like Americana festivals or something, um, which is so funny that we're playing Americana festivals in Stockholm. But, you know. <laughs> but I am excited uh, to do those. And, uh <laughs> the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Americana. I'm saying. Okay, well, this is this is uh, Sweden, <laughs> but uh, uh, those are going to be really fun, and um, yeah, and then I'll do I'll do most of Europe in in uh, August and September. That's going to be great. Um, yeah, yeah, and then this, hopefully, and yeah. when I get home in because uh, <clears throat> I have July off, so I would like to start being in the studio in July. Um, right. And then when I get back in September, I'd like to finish the record uh, before the end of October. And that way I can get it all, you know, all the nice finishing touches. And then hopefully, you know, I mean, what's the saying that uh, God laughs at our plans? But uh, Lord willing and the creek don't rise, uh, I, I will have a new record out uh, in the beginning of 2024. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, already looking forward to it. Uh, listen to a uh, listen to another interview uh, when preparing for this one, and you talked about also a rock and roll record. Um, you 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 might want to do. Yes, yes. Uh, that that 
I'm feeling more confident in, in myself that I can continue putting records out under my name that are sensitive and sweet and vulnerable. And I was always, I've always been really insecure about that in the past. Um, I got, you know, I have a lot of friends who are in the industry and, you know, they just make really fucking cool records. Like, so cool. And I don't really listen to singer-songwriters. I find my group of people to be unbearable. <laughs> uh, so if someone if someone comes up to me and they're like, you should check out this singer-songwriter, I'm like, no, I don't want to check them out. Um, I, I, I don't listen to that kind of music. But, however, it is what I do, and it is and I do it well. Um, so I'm getting, I'm, I'm feeling okay just doing the work that I do. So this rock and roll stuff, I've realized that I can join another band and I can play bass in another band. And then all those, all those feelings and all that um, love for rock can, can be handled and taken care of in, in another project. And I can... I can just keep being me and writing the kind of stuff that I've been working towards for a very long time. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm starting this side project with some friends here in town. Um, I I probably shouldn't say what we're calling the band or make promises, but <coughs> I am playing bass and we have written like five or six songs and hopefully by the end of the year we'll have a, a full album and then release that sometime next year which would be really cool that's awesome yeah that's yeah exciting. i'm pretty stoked about it i'm i'm really stoked about it actually <laughs> that the, uh, takes me back to uh what was it uh, what was the um collaboration pro uh, glorietta you did um yeah that was that was awesome yeah that was awesome that was a that was a really really great moment in my life for sure yeah i love that i love noah as well um love his music uh, big big fan um maybe i'll yeah, have him on too. who knows um but i've seen him also a couple of times live um and yeah also one of the, one, of, one of those artists where i just yeah i just connect and i i see him i feel like i, I see him and i hear what, what what he's saying there's not you know there's some there's also and it's, it goes for your music as well there's not many filters on it i have the feeling i'm 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 quite close as as uh, as a recipient i'm quite close to the actual thing like what what you what you're trying to say and yeah how it's arriving at my place it's quite it, it's very transparent it's very um yeah there's not much in between and so um that makes for makes for good connection <laughs> yeah for sure yeah yeah i like i like i like being able to do that um You know, I like that you use the word uh, no filter. There's very little filter on it. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I uh, when I when I um, just sat down and I was like, okay, I don't want to overthink this. I want to, you know, do do my research and stuff. But I, you know, I want to just talk to you and really con connect. <laughs> oh God, I'm hanging um, up now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um but I was I, w I wanted to sort of like come up with like my favorite line of one of your songs 
Um, and I don't know, I was like, hmm, where is that? And then I was taking a walk and it was just coming to me. And I thought like, I thought grace was in the clouds among the heavenly, but now it's staring me right in the eyes. Mm. I thought, dude, that is, that's something mm, that hit home for me yeah. back then. And it still does now. Um, such a, such a beautiful song and beautiful line. Thank you. Oh, you've been quick to dismiss all my apologies. My confessions seem to only waste your time. I thought grace was in the clouds among the heavenly. But now it's staring. remember when you when you wrote that yeah, i do yeah i was driving i was on the road driving from lubbock texas to austin texas and it's about a six and a half seven hour drive and um and i had met this at the time i met this wonderful woman i mean i imagine she's still wonderful but um that's when she and i met and uh I don't know. I, I I think I've done a really great job of consistently carrying guilt and shame with me wherever I go. And she just did a really great job of making me feel okay. That I'm okay. And um and I, I don't remember before she came around uh, another person outside of my family, but another person um, who was just out in the world making me feel like I was I was okay. And uh, yeah, I wrote that whole song on that drive. Um, and then I got home, picked up a guitar, put music to it, and then it was done. Yeah, I'll never I'll never forget that moment. There's, there have there hasn't been another song on in my in my catalog that has just been written um, on a on a drive like that and then done. 
that one just kind of came from the universe for sure. I love that song. Yeah, me too. Thank you for sharing. It's so beautiful. Yeah, super nice. Um, yeah, I connect with that. Um, you know, and as the relationship with my partner now is changing, I, I you listen. Yeah, the, the, it's the same song, uh, but you know, you l you relate to it differently. Uh, as as it as it should as it should be. Um, mm. We 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 shouldn't. This is this is my problem with talking about. I I don't have an issue sharing where a song came from, but you know when you're behind a microphone and you're on stage and you're like this song is about this, you know people who do that with every fucking song they sing. <laughs> um, no, this is this is a piece of work that you made. Just sing it. I I imagine we'll get the story, but more importantly you're telling us where to go with it and that's not really fair. Um, we should be allowed to navigate this work with based off our own experiences and our own uh, current circumstance. And um, uh, that's the beautiful thing about, about work is it's always up for interpretation. And as literal as my songs may be from time to time, <coughs> uh, I've heard people come up to me and be like, man, it makes me feel this way. And I'm like, sick. That's awesome. Because I thought I was being real obvious about <laughs> what this was about. And, uh, but you took it to another level. And that's, that makes me really, really happy. Because um, I don't ever want to tell people how they should feel. Uh, I just want them to feel free to, you know, experience something on their own. Yeah. I mean, uh, that even goes back to like, <laughs> that even goes back to not just feelings, but, or interpreting a song in a certain way, but you hear words different if you're, if someone doesn't enunciate correctly, or if it's not really clear what they're saying. I have a song called Fires, and one of my favorite stories about that song is I was playing it once, and this woman came up, and she said, um, Okay, so I guess the first, I should probably say what the first verse is. Looks like you got me where you want me. So go ahead, roll up your web. The best things in life are hard to come by. But sometimes the best things come from accidents. Right? That's the first verse. So yeah. she comes up to me after the gig. And she's like, that song fires. Whoa. That first verse. How did you even write that? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I was just thinking about how, you know, beautiful things can come out of hard times or whatever. She's like, ah, yeah, but that one line, the best things in life come from Mexicans. I said, I didn't, uh, it's, not, it's accidents. I do agree that the best things in life come from Mexicans, yes. But what a terrible lyric that would be. <laughs> oh, man. 
So you you just have to allow people to hear and to feel what they're going to hear and what they're going to feel, and then you get a good laugh out of out of it sometimes. <laughs> but that's integrity, man, and don't not so many people have that nowadays to really just stand by what you know they they have a feeling that you know because you emanate that like clearly you're just like I am me and I'm gonna be me and I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah. And if you resonate with that, and that's fine. That's cool. Um, but it's really not coming from a place of please like me, please love me, you know, and 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 like I'm gonna make make sure that everybody does, and that is, you know, that's a big quality. That's a big quality. It makes you stick out a uh, big time. Um, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I appreciate you saying that, and it's something that I I work towards, but. Believe me when I say I work towards it. Um, I'm deeply insecure and deeply motivated by being accepted by people. And so when I when I make a decision to to say fuck it or just be me, um, that is a that is a hard thing for me to do. And uh, it's something that I have to be very intentional and active about. It does not come naturally to me. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's work, and um, but it's good work. I I, I want to. I don't want to be living under the uh, under the approval of others. I, I want to live under the the approval of me and. Um, But I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate you seeing me and hearing me for sure. Um, but just know that that I did not come into the world with that uh, characteristic. <laughs> it's yeah. it's some it's something that I've I've definitely had to work work towards. And what what helps you uh, to do that? Um. Knowing the knowing the result of living the other way, um, I any time that I've had a year or two or been in a relationship where I just wanted to submit um, to their wishes or you know or friendships or whatever, where I wasn't really allowed to fully be who I am and. Um, I've just been the most sad person I've ever been in my life. Um, yeah. And I, I can't, I just can't live that way in sadness or under, under an umbrella of like, you know, approval. You know, I, I want to, I, I can't do it. It's, it's heartbreaking. And um, uh, yeah, I just want to, shed myself of that yeah that fear that. or that pressure yeah mm, yeah i get that completely um beautiful thanks for sharing um so um slowly towards the end i i would love to <laughs> you it's also a story you tell how your relationship to religion has changed over the years and <laughs> How also you 
how church made you feel back in the day, <laughs> something along the lines of, you know, you still don't know how people can make a 17-year-old feel <laughs> as, you know, he might go to hell every second, um, <laughs> although yeah. he's like completely innocent, but, you know, the church is able to pull that off. So, you know, the church and re religion, for centuries. yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that's, that's an institution and stuff, but, you know, on this podcast, it's, it's, uh, we talk about the bigger things and what keep, you know, what keeps people going and, um, what inspires them. And you talked about the universe, maybe, you know, communicating and helping you write a song in some way. I don't know. Um, so I would just like really openly open up the room of like, um, what, what's your relationship with spirit or this higher thing, um, right now and how has it maybe evolved over the years? Someone asked me uh, a couple months ago if I believed in God, and my response has always been in the last decade, it depends on the day. <laughs> mm -hmm. However, my belief in our energy and, and my belief in our spirit um, is, is very large. And that does not depend on the day. That is something I feel on a daily basis. You know, having a conversation with an individual, be it light or dark, you feel vibrations from people. And, and, um, and even being alone, just trying to, you know, write something or watch a movie or read a book. I mean, there are, there are things that are just big. They're really big, and I'm tiny, and to be able to feel something that large in something so small, I don't know, that comes from something, and I, I'm not sure what that is, and I don't have a word or definition for it, but it is undeniable, and when I say feeling, it makes it sound like happiness or sadness. It's not an emotion, it's, a, it's an instinct, it's a gut reaction um i can be happy one second and sad immediately afterward it's not it's not that kind of feeling it's um i don't know i feel it now yeah um yeah so uh yeah i i believe in, i believe in our souls I believe in our spirits. That's probably a, a more accurate word. I believe in our spirit. Um, I don't know where we go when we die. I don't know where we were before we were born. Um, but I know where we are now. And, and it's heavy and it's rich and it's very, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's pretty cool, and I'm I'm very thankful to feel all the things. And um, I don't know. I'm coming out of this dark cloud that I've been living in for maybe five, six years. And um, I was never, ever on the verge of wanting to get out. But I was I was walking real slow and walking real heavy, and it was 
but I was trying to feel it and I was trying to be present for it. Um, but I finally, in the last recent months, started shedding, shedding off some of that weight and um, enjoying, enjoying it all again. The, the, the small minutia of life that, that makes me smile or, you know. Yeah, life's been really sweet as of late. That's awesome. Really nice to hear. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right, man. Um, two more questions, quick ones. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Some, pe some, pe some people, some people, I don't know. Uh, you know, you can do whatever with it, whatever you want. What are you proud of? What am I proud of? Yes. I'm an uncle of three cool kids. And I'm proud of uh, my brother and I'm proud uh, for him building the life that he has and, um, and his two kiddos. And then my youngest sister, she, uh, her firstborn just turned one um, yesterday. So I'm really proud to be an uncle. It's, it's fun. Um, they're really cool. Mm. Uh, what else am I proud of? That's probably it. I'm proud of myself, sure, but we've talked about myself for the last hour, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, um, you know, with everything going on in the world right now and everything that you see when you are playing to a room of people, um, everything that you've experienced uh, over all those years, um, to just like, yeah, taking that into account and then looking out into the world where we are right now, um, if there's something, you know, a message, something that you could share with anyone, what would that be? Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, fucking relax. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Just take it easy. Take it easy on yourself. Take it easy on the people around you. We are we are all hurting. And we are all trying our best. And my best may not look like your best. And yours may not look like mine. But we're trying based off the resources that we all have. <laughs> and um, just take it easy. Um, clearly there are people that need to be behind bars, but, um, the rest of us are just, we're struggling and we're trying to figure it out. So just fucking relax, please. <laughs> <laughs> and stop commenting on the internet. Can we all just agree to stop commenting on the internet? Yes. I have been very guilty of it in the past and I've made it. I've made it a resolution of mine that I will no longer take out my aggressions or my and share my opinions <laughs> on the internet. If I'm going to comment, it's going to be like, yo, bro, the sick tattoo, or like, holy shit, nice fit. Or like, man, this song is cool. Or like, ha, 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 that was hilarious. But I'm no longer <laughs> going to <laughs> vent, 
or share frustrations or opinions on the internet. It's it's not healthy for any of us. So relax and stop commenting, please. Yes, and we're also going to ban content and connect. Yes. <laughs> as, we've, <laughs> as we've learned today. I mean, feel free to use those words on in your regular day-to-day -day lives, but when speaking or addressing me, don't say those words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I won't. Um, well, it was, uh, that was awesome. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, Thanks for having you know, me. I'll make sure to do all the housekeeping. Um, I'll, I also want to give you the chance. Um, where, where do you want people to go uh, to find you? Uh, what's a good place? What's coming up? Tours? Uh, yeah, I mean, all, all of my information is... I'm the first David Ramirez that will come up on on your internet browser. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, if you want to know more about me in regards to music, that's where you find me, for sure. Yeah, all right. Sweet. Thank you so much, David. Um, Thank you. It really, really means a lot. It was a beautiful conversation. Thanks so much for opening up and uh, going there with me. Mm -hmm.